Hey, I'm Cody. And I'm TJ. And welcome back to the next episode of another generic entertainment podcast, otherwise known as AgeCast. AgeCast, the number one completely original podcast about everything pop culture. Movies, trailers, video games, the works. All included here. AgeCast with Cody and TJ. So, Cody, I know that you are good friends with a guy who may or may not work for Mr. Hot Pocket. That is true. And and Mr. Hot Pocket is always looking to keep his pockets warm. That is true. With cash and other means of refuge. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So hear me out. What is what do what do the kids love more than pepperoni, bacon, ham, and cheese? What do they love more than that? Pokemon. Pokemon. I'm glad you said this, because <laughs> strangely enough, you are almost correct. Oh no, they love motor oil. <laughs> they love it. They can't get enough of it. You know how okay. many times a kid is broken down the side of the road and in need of motor oil, and they're just a microwave and a silvery package away from getting that bread-stuffed motor oil? I can. I can imagine that has happened once. It's First off, bread's absorbent, right? It's not going anywhere. That's true. Also, bread never decays. Why else would anybody get bread whenever it snows or a hurricane's coming? It never goes bad. Have you ever seen bread go bad? Not personally. Not personally. Not personally. And we are scientists. We checked this, true. this morning. Never I've had bread here. Have I, I've never once in my life seen bread uh, go out past midnight. That would be bad. My bread self-replenishes. I make a sandwich every day, and I swear I still have the same amount of slices. <laughs> that Okay, that sounds good. So what is Motor Oil the new Hot Pocket flavor you're pitching to me, an intern for the Hot Pocket company? No, that, that, was, a, that, was, a, that was a trick question, you fool. This was to see if you could get the internship. No, I am actually the person you know who works for the Hot Pocket company, and you failed. Well, Goodbye. Good day. In the wise words of Gene Hackman from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's not good Gene day. Hackman. It, Gene Hackman not, is Lex Luthor. It is Lex Luthor. Oh, no. It's Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder. And scene. And scene. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of AgeCast. Um, that was our cold open even though it was pretty hot <laughs> pocket oh uh, holly um, pockets just wanted to let you know uh today's sponsor we are sponsored by a, a really good company known as civil unrest um i think you'll enjoy it um we hear you out there and we know you're there and you know that you were there thank you thank you um i'd also like to quickly thank think nope quickly think i'd like our, to listen uh, to think by aretha franklin <laughs> um i'd like to quickly thank our um patreon supporters for always being there um uh, while our upload schedule uh i know we upload like twice daily and that can be too much for some people right. thank you for sticking around yeah if you are saying what twice daily what are you talking about clearly you're not a patreon sponsor and that's our way to figure it out um, I, we, I don't think we can legally say that 
We told YouTube to hide our videos from all non-Patreon sponsors. <laughs> um, legally, that's not true, but in the canon of Agecast, sure, why not? I'd really like to thank all of our Patreon. Um, Zach, thank you for all you do for this community. Yep, and Shaw, maybe, and Morgan, maybe. Morgan, do you still? I don't know, but there you go. Um, well, the first thing you might be asking is, uh, Agecast hosts, as people do say when they see us on the street, uh, why are you not recording in the same room when you are living in the uh, airline hangar? Oh, it's, clearly, We're practicing social distancing in the hangar. In the hangar. We actually are exactly six feet apart. Um, Cody is on this side of the wall, yep. and I'm actually on that ceiling above Cody. Right up there. Right up there. You ever yep. you ever seen uh, the show Cubics? It's nothing like that. Literally nothing. Nothing at all like Cubics. Well, and speaking of uh, all the questions our fans have had, um, how we usually like to start this um, centuries-old cast of pods mm. is, of course, what have we been up to? So, TJ, what have you been up to? You know, a little bit of this. A little bit of that, but really, nothing. <laughs> I mean, Fair I point. work. I work now. Um, you know, the wife and kids have been asking me to stop being at an airline hangar, and I told them, "Hey, I got in a package one day when I was seven years old, and I've not been able to get out of here ever since. Who are you? Why are you contacting me? And can you please send help?" And I'm still here. Okay. How about, how about you, Cody? What, what, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, movies, video games, TV shows. Oh, the, the works. works. Yeah, I've been really up to the works. Um, we oh, just... I've, been, I've been in the TV shows. You've kind of been a little more in the works. Yeah. Uh, we uh, just finished up our winter break. Um, for those who don't know, TJ and I are both educators. Right. Um, working in the public school system inside the airline hangar. Inside. This is the first time I've actually got to teach students. I've just been staring at my computer, yelling at it for years. But finally, we, I don't know what hap- is happening outside in the world, but I was contacted to uh, teach students through the airline hangar. And it worked yep. out. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but we had a nice winter break. Um, kind of reset the everything. I spent all of last week um, watching Star Wars. Um, What's that? I had been doing a rewatch of the TV shows for me and showing them to my girlfriend because she had never seen them. Uh, so we finished all of Clone Wars um, about two months ago, maybe. Um, but now we had started on Rebels. And at the beginning of last week, we were halfway through season two. Uh, now we have finished The Mandalorian. We watched oh. <laughs> over oh. two seasons of Rebels <laughs> and all of The Mandalorian in one week. I haven't, I haven't done anything. Well, okay, that's not true. I mean, I did that with Grey's Anatomy over like a month and a half with 17 seasons. I can't talk at all. Before, <laughs> before this past like year, I hadn't done something like that since high school. When I used to like finish a show in a weekend and be like, this is normal. Yeah, I hadn't done this in a long time. The last time I can remember watching a season of anything in one sitting was um, Daredevil season one 
and that was back in high school. I watched that whole season the day it came out. You want to know the last something? Time I did that. You want to know something about uh, Daredevil season one? Uh, sure. The day it came out, I watched every episode but the last episode, and I said I'm gonna hold off the last episode till tomorrow, so I could I could enjoy it and just let it decompress. Well, I had to go into work, so I didn't watch it. And I was like, all right, I'll watch so it. So you've next never day. watched it, right? <laughs> I've never watched. I've never finished season one of Daredevil. I watched all the way to the last episode, and because I was like, I'm gonna save that last episode. I want to savor this. It's gonna be a while to get another season. Um, so yeah, and I've just never had the uh, desire to want to go back and watch it. <laughs> like I, 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 I'm perfectly content and happy. I tried watching Flash and Arrow, and I don't know, like live action superhero tv series just aren't it for me let me tell you daredevil is fantastic finish it uh restart it actually that's what i'm uh, worried about i would just watch the last episode but i'm worried i'd have to sit back and watch like nah, nine hours re- rewatch it's not that long it's really not that long but watch all three seasons in one day then you'll be living i thought daredevil very good daredevil was our senior year of high school right yeah yeah I had Stupid Food Lion, another thing they took away from me. Yeah. I'm glad and we then, finally got rid of Food Lion and the airline hangar. Like, our, econo- our economy's been terrible since we lost the only thing that gives us money, but I think it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, and just speaking of this topic, since we're there, uh, Daredevil Season 2, I remember it came out, and I watched the first, like, six episodes. How, how many episodes were in a season? Uh, the first know, season like, is nine episodes, right? Okay, so this I don't know. It's something like that. I watched a little bit over half, and then some friends of mine said, hey, let's go on a hike. I'm like, uh, why? They're like, it'll be fun. Spoiler alert, it was not fun. We went on a long, like long, likes. long, long hike that was uphill both ways, and there, <laughs> there wasn't an end point. It was just a piece of the Appalachian Trail. There was no end point. You know, what What does it say about our society when we we go on hikes now? You know, people people say, you know, just like our ancestors, they used to go on hikes. No, they had the walk to go and get their crap they needed for the day. Exactly. And, and now we're like, you know what? Let's just do it rec- recreationally. Ah. Yeah, so we did that, and then my body gave up, and we went to a Chinese restaurant, and I was so hungry I couldn't even taste it, but I scarfed it then i went home and finished the season you remember shaw i know you're listening you remember when a chinese restaurant gave you food poisoning and i also want to say i've been thinking of this the whole time okay you said a little over halfway i have been thinking non-stop that this has to be some other universe jazz standard like you're <laughs> gonna be getting on stage one day in new york city and you're like hey cool cats why don't we play a E flat minor blues and play a little uh little over halfway. Here we go. Yeah, let's uh hey everybody up here on the stand, you know a little over halfway. Yeah, of course you do. I like to play it in G minor. Uh keep it swinging and uh why don't you add a little Dilla beat back there, Arionig. I mean he, that is a real jazz drummer. I would not ever be able to play with him. But let's pretend in hey, this friend, situation friend of the I'm show. calling a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the I show. I have met him. 
just it's a like real Jonathan, thing. Just like Jonathan Paula, friend of the show. Nope, we have not <laughs> met him. <laughs> Love that guy. Crazy, crazy kid. Yep. Crazy kid. That's true. Um, I do uh, want to go back to that Jonathan Paula thing in one second. Okay. Um, but before that... I forgot what was going to be before that. Let's go into that Jonathan Paula thing. <laughs> what? Um, what how, how deep are we going into? No, no, no. This is this is important. Okay. The last thing, the last piece of media that I consumed before starting this, um, was a YouTube video. Uh, it came out in 2013, and it was quite possibly the most 2013 thing I've ever seen in my life. It was by Shmoyoho. No, yep. I'm already I'm already freaking out. And it featured Psy. And Daystorm. Wait, wait, you cut out there. You said it featured Psy? Psy, like yes. Gangnam, Gangnam style. style. Yes. And featured Psy and Daystorm Power. Be- beloved father and rapper. Daystorm yes, Power. and YouTuber Brie Esserig. And um, I believe it was Kasim G. Kasim G. Um, the, like, do you, did you ever watch The Key of Awesome? That sounds so familiar. They did like parody songs. That sounds so. The so dude familiar. from that was in it, and Epic Lloyd was in it. Epic Lloyd. It was the most 2013 thing I've ever seen in my is life. It, is it more 2013 than the station? Do you remember 100%. the station? It, it look. I'm gonna have to send you the link and post it to all of our social medias. Oh no! Because it needs more. It needs more attention. Um, sorry, that was really off track. Um. Uh, in case you, in case you don't know, listeners, um, the lore behind uh, HCast is we, of course, have a docket. Um, one day we will release our docket so you can see how pointless they really are. <laughs> we have we already skipped like three bullet points on our docket. Well, we didn't skip them. We're going back. Are um, we okay? Movies. You talked about some. Uh, the only nope, movie I didn't say any movies. You said Star Wars movies. TV shows. Uh, well, you said Star Wars marathon, and you and there's only one piece of Star Wars canon, and that Solo is Star Wars film. Yeah, no, we skipped that. Uh, well, why? It's my favorite. I like it when uh, they have the 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 droid who talks about like droid rights and like being. Oh yeah, own. her name You're, is Leet. And then uh, she gives up her droid rights by saving the ship and helping a dumb meatbag human but that's, no, that's why cool. the millennium falcon's so quirky sure uh but movies for for i and myself uh i think the only movie i've seen and probably since we recorded because i don't watch movies that much i need to i got time to watch them i'm more like a youtube uh like stream not millennial. Am I a millennial? Sure. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm a. I'm, I'm pretty a, sure we're Gen Z. We're Gen Z. I'm a, a Zoomer. Are we a Zoomer? Zoomer. I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, movie wise, I think all I've watched is Soul. Okay. Yeah. I I watched Soul. Which the last Jamie Fox thing? Okay, that's not true. The last Jamie Fox thing I watched was Black Annie, and right before that, the last <laughs> Jamie Fox thing I watched was Baby Driver. Uh, the evolution mm. of Jamie Foxx as a person. That's a weird way to say The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, you play any did, games lately? Did, did, you watch, did you watch with your Electro head? Yes. 
But you know, uh, you any, can any go, games, any good games? you can show your electro head on screen. This is the first time you've had it. We are I recording can't. this. Oh no, I can't. Oh. It's been banished. That's not true. It's above my fridge. I just don't want to go get it. <laughs> uh, any any games? Yes. Uh, aside from Two K, which I admit is a, a deceitful game, but I still love it. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. I I just beat Act Two last night, and I'm hyped and also sad. That's spoilers, yeah. but if you played the game, you'd probably know why I'm hype and also sad. And um, any other games? I mean, Pokemon Soul Silver. I okay. uh, I've never beaten Gen Two, and I love Pokemon so much. So I'm finally gonna do it. I beat the Elite Four, so I'm in Kanto now, and I'm just the gym leaders are really easy. And then yep. I, I guess I'll have to grind forever to beat Red because all my Pokemon are in their 40s. And he has Pokemon like the 70s and 80s. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Pikmin 3. I got that over break. Me and my girlfriend have been playing that. And I have to say, very, very fun. I wish I played the Pikmin series. I get why Shigeru Miyamoto has cried multiple nights that nobody plays the Pikmin series. <laughs> yeah, Pikmin is fantastic. I love Pikmin 3. And I don't... Th- I played like an hour of Xenoblade Chronicles because I got the Definitive Edition. Yeah. And that, that's a weird, weird game. I, I I get... The story looks like it's going to be awesome if I can get through it, but the way it plays is super weird. It doesn't play like any other game. It's like you you wait. It, it plays like kind of like Final Fantasy fifteen, but even Final it- Fantasy fifteen had a better battle system. The way I describe the combat in Xenoblade Chronicles is bad. I'm sure the story is great and it looks beautiful. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to go 100 hours with this combat. See, I got it on new 3DS. Oh. um, Because I'd always heard it was great and that's back before the Wii version became cheap again because GameStop was hoarding. Uh, however many thousands of copies, but now I don't think it's worth more than retail anymore. It's but, uh, um, it's forty bucks now. When it yeah, used to it's be, it's just like, a normal yeah. Wii game. <laughs> but um, I got it on new 3ds. Was super hype about it. Uh, pretty sure it came out over a summer, so I didn't really have much to do. Um, and I played it, liked it. I have fifteen hours into the game. But I was 15 hours in and still did not understand the combat at all. I was just running around and pressing buttons and making See, Ryan do I everything. Th- I thought it would have been a little better if like the stylus and still was bad. Like I yeah, it still didn't make any sense. It because I was playing it with like the pro controller, and I was like, I might need to play this handheld and use the touch screen. Because yeah, I, that did not help me at all. It, I just don't understand it. I feel like if I put more time into it and maybe watch some combat tutorial videos, I would like it. And I do plan on getting the Switch version eventually. I own the whole series and, you know, haven't played them. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to be that person that can look down on everybody and say, yeah, I've played the entirety of the Xenoblade series and I'm better than you because of it. But honestly, I think I might just be sadder if I force myself to play all three. Well, the thing is, everyone who has played Xenoblade Chronicles is like, yeah, it's like my favorite game ever. It's exactly like The Witcher 3 for me. Like, I've played about the same amount of Witcher 3, didn't understand a second of what I was doing. None of the buttons make any sense. It's 
I, I'm sorry, people out there who really gonna, love it. You're going to, like, literally, the airline hangar will be no more the Witcher series. Look, I don't care. It doesn't make sense. It's not fun. It's exactly like Xenoblade Chronicles. But it's got, it's got it's not man fun. booty. It's got man booty in that game. I mean, everyone's naked in Xenoblade. If you want to, in case you haven't, in case you haven't done it yet, you can take off all of your character's clothing at any point in time. Thanks, Nintendo. A family yep. adventure. And that's why they put Naked Shulk into Smash, and I love it. <laughs> um, um, have, what about what about you? Have we? Did we talk about? What was our last episode? When did we record? Well, yesterday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> oh, earlier today, actually. <laughs> Early. Wow. We're, we're doing very. Wait, no, you had the PlayStation 5 the last time we recorded, didn't you? Yes. I had it for like a couple days. Okay. So I don't think I have played anything new besides those games since. Th- oh, um, uh, the, 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 the bug that's really cute and has the white mask. Oh, Bug Snacks. Not Bug Snacks. <laughs> it was free on uh, Hollow Knight. I played Hollow Knight. Oh, nice. Uh, I, that's the kind of game I play like 30 minutes at a time when I want to feel better about myself. It's a very, yeah. um, uh, I don't know what word, comforting game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I also did get Hollow Knight because it was free and I played a bit of it. And it's something I want to get back to. Um, it's just my like little thirty-minute game right now is either Mario Maker or Hades. You're um, still on Mario Maker. I love picking up Mario Maker like I at know. least once a month. I really enjoy Mario Maker. Um, this, you used to you used to be crazy about like doing some Kaizo levels and speedrunning. Are you still all about that? I am not as good as I was, and I was never that good. So better I can't than me. Do the, I can't do super expert. I can do a few in expert. Can't really do super expert at all anymore. Um, also, random aside, my TV has like a very slight input lag when I play the Switch. And I turned off a lot of things and it made it better, but it is still slightly noticeable. Is this the, the new TV and not the one that yes. used to just... Uh, what was the weird thing? The new TV just used to like shut off and turn on randomly? The yeah. Old, the old one. It, I mean, it, it was like a 10, 15 year old TV. Um, but what I've been playing since then, uh, I replayed through God of War in New Game Plus. Uh, oh, okay, that was not, not a original, like the PS4. Yeah, PS4, because okay. I played it on my PS5, um, and it runs did they, beautifully. Did they update it for the PS5? All PS4 games are backwards compatible. No, I mean, but did they, um, like, No PS4 it? games are enhanced. <laughs> enhanced. Okay, okay. Well, I know, like, no. Tsushima has, because it was... Developed yeah, for the there, PS4 Pro. Yeah, there's PS4 Pro enhancements okay, for okay. most games. So, like, it looks way better. And also, like, they all take advantage of the hardware because it's, it's basically a PC at this point. Um, like, I don't know if any developers have actively done anything to make it PS5, but it takes advantage of it. And, like, there's no lag ever. It's perfect 60 frames per second, 4K, constantly. I never had a single frame drop in it, and it is gorgeous. Um, it's fantastic it's very difficult in new game plus um i beat all the valkyries and i'm at the valkyrie queen but i'm just gonna assume she's impossible in new game plus um i was going for the platinum but once i realized like i couldn't even get her to half health it's like you know what i don't care enough to do this maybe you're just bad you ever did you ever think about that i mean that's possible 
Um, one big feature of the PS5 that I uh, found the other day is you can actually check how many hours you've played your games. Oh, they finally and added is it. it actually it updates regularly instead of the Switch, where it could be like... It's uh, once a week on the Switch. I feel like the Switch, it takes... When Animal Crossing was out and people would brag how long they played Animal Crossing, and mine would say like oh, like seven hours, and then it finally updated because I... I only played it for like a one week period, but I played, <laughs> I played for like eighty hours in that one week, and then it updated. And I'm, oh man, we could we should have talked about our top games of the year because you know we're recording this uh, as in December. Oh, the year is over. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not recording this in January, huh? Wow, it's not like our docket is changing right now. Wait, can our docket change just like the future? Yes. Um, so, just want to go through the other games I've played. Then we're going to... Actually, I'm not even going to go through it because we're going to do top games of the year. Um, I do... I don't want to say anything else. Let's just go right into that. That way this episode isn't four hours long. All right. First off, Animal Crossing. I think it has to be talked about. I thought... Correct. Well, first off, the Game of the Year award that Spike has has never been valid for any reason. Oh, no. It was horrible. But um, it should have been Game of the Year based on its impact on society. It was not definitely not my personal game of the year, but literally, yeah. it it fund funded Nintendo for the entire year. It should have been any game other than the one that won. The Last of Us Two had the least impact. It, by all accounts, was pretty good. Wasn't Ghost of Tsushima also on that list, and they didn't yes. consider it? And uh, Doom and Hades. Oh, and everybody loves Hades. Hades is. Hades is a perfect game. Um, well, just we'll stick to Animal Crossing for a second. Um, okay. I had never played an Animal Crossing game before, um, but I did get this at launch because that was peak pandemic times, um, and it was like three or four weeks into the pandemic, so it was really early, and there was nothing. I think it was to even do. less. It was like two weeks, and we felt like it was an eternity. Yes, because there was literally nothing to do. Like, everything was closed, as it should have been, as it probably should still be, but that's neither here nor there. Um, everything was closed. Um, like, there wasn't anything new that had come out in forever. Um, so I had very few things to play. Uh, um, that's, uh, Persona 5 Royal came out. I wasn't out yet, I don't think. It came out in February, it's just nobody realized And it that. was out yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Um, oh, God, where was... Well, like Tej and I were playing uh, Code Vein, which was fun. It we was played, fun. We also played Minecraft for a hot yes, two we did. Days, we played I saw, Minecraft. I saw what it was doing to you. That's why I never brought up the word Minecraft again in that house, because yeah, I get very addicted. It, it was it was scary. It, his eyes didn't blink for hours. I built an awesome house though. And I tried talking to him, and he just said every time I said anything, he said I love Minecraft. he's like i love minecraft i love minecraft (laughs) it's so bad it's (laughs) i love the minecraft glove it's so bad it's so bad um but animal crossing came out and like again i wasn't super hype about the game until they released the trailer of um like terraforming that's what got me interested Mm. because again i like minecraft so i'm like oh it's like minecraft (laughs) <laughs> that's literally the only reason did, I was excited you, for it. Did you also download your copy, or did you have a physical cartridge? I downloaded it, um, yeah. and I started playing it like at midnight, 
I that way you could get the extra day. Um, and like I really sunk a lot of time into it. Uh, it was really a good thing. Um, we made a um, Discord. We had a Discord with, group. Yeah, it was a Discord group with a bunch of uh, our college friends who all played the game. And that Discord is actually still active, which is neat. Um, but we would just, like, get on. I would spend every single day. I would wake up, get on Animal Crossing, get in Discord, and do nothing but play Animal Crossing until 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Okay, and, how, and like how, at night, every how day. crazy is it that there was this, this like, internet and our own friends online community of Animal Crossing with one of the worst multiplayer experiences you could ever have from a video game, but we, you know, we still walked up a hill both ways. There's nothing to do in the multiplayer of Animal Crossing. That's my only complaint. I think the single player experience is amazing. I loved going to the islands and setting up the tarantula farms. But really, the only thing you had to do in Animal Crossing was to tour each other's island. And that can be fun, especially like after you've just built something really cool. It's like, hey, come look at this. But like, yeah, the multiplayer isn't fantastic. But just the community and sense of like, we're all doing something similar. And like when you accomplish a task, you're like, hey, come look at it. Or like the stock market. Yes. Doing the... the turnips and having to like message people like I have Twitter mutuals like the ancient trombone who um, is a YouTuber. He had like super high prices and I just sent him a Twitter DM. He's like, yeah, come on over. And it was great. It's fantastic. I had a random Facebook group that was started from a Facebook event page from the national convention of my music fraternity. So I literally had 10,000 people in this group. And I could guarantee any day of the week that there would be good st- stock prices uh-huh. if I was willing to wait that long. And, you know, bless those people that would have like 500 bells per stock and they would literally, I couldn't imagine sitting there for like 12 hours just like having people come to my island. Because that was another thing. Because it a throws scene. everything. There was a yep. cutscene for people to show up and a cutscene for people to leave. And... Some of those people would probably get like a hundred users. To yeah, now here, to here's island. the thing with Animal Crossing: it's a really wonderful game. The user interface is horrible. Horrible. Every single aspect of the user interface is really bad. But that's because I think everyone playing it was playing it for the wrong reason—not the wrong reasons, but the wrong way. Because when you have nothing to do and you spend all day doing mm. it, it's too slow. But if you're playing it how it was intended when it was developed, like, oh, you play like an hour a day at most um, because the game progresses in real time, um, then the user interface might not annoy you. But when you have to craft the shovel 20 times a day and it takes like a solid minute to craft every single one, it gets really annoying. I mean, that's completely true. I had the DS port of the GameCube. I have the GameCube Animal Crossing, too. But I had the DS port. That was the only one I'd really played before then. And I remember yeah. loving that game. But that was... I would literally play games for like 45 minutes at a time when I was a kid. And it was like yeah. the perfect experience. I, I think I spent all summer upgrading my house in that game. Uh-huh. Instead, I spent a week upgrading my house in Animal Crossing for the Switch. 
Exactly. And I think because of games like Minecraft and all the others where user interface is like super silky smooth, you can do anything as fast as you can physically do it. Like the game doesn't hinder you at all. Like a ton of more indie games do that. Um, but I mean, in Animal Crossing, there is a bit of a hindrance. But again, it's not meant to be played like that. Or they didn't think about that when they were making it because they didn't expect a pandemic. But, again, I still think it's a great game, and I do think it should have been the game of 2020 because of its actual, like, cultural and just positive impact on the world it had. It was, it was very... And I loved the memes with that and Doom and Turtle. Oh, yeah, with, like, Isabel and Doom Slayer. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful, beautiful. But, you know, Animal Crossing, I was biding my time because there was one game I actually wanted to play. Yeah, and we both of us, Cody and I, had ordered this the first day of the pandemic, and it wasn't yeah. scheduled to come out for a few weeks. But we were still late with it for like a week and a half because we ordered it from Target. Yep, and I got mine first. Final Fantasy VII Remaster Remake is it Remake Remake Remake, it's a remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Beautiful game. Uh, yes, characters are fun. The story is kind of nonsense, but in comparison mm, I, to... Their... I think it's uh, basically the new Iliad, but you can say nonsense. <laughs> I I love this game. For me, it's still an A-plus game. And honestly, besides yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, it'd be, it would be my favorite game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I Beautiful game. Beautiful. I cannot wait for the PS5 version. I don't have a PS5, but when I get one... I will double dip and rebuy this game and play it again. Even though Cody was the one that beat the sit-ups. Cha- not the sit- was it the sit-ups challenge? The pull-up pull-ups. challenge. The pull- I did the not sit-ups. only did I beat it on yours, I beat it on mine first try. Uh, okay, you t- you even took five hours on mine, though, too. We took turns. Yeah, I know. I know. Like <laughs> I, I just got lucky on mine. Because I had gotten good at it, but even if you're good at it, you can still lose. Yeah, there's a uh, random percentage you can still lose in that many, uh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another story. Yeah, I haven't booted it up yet on PS5. I want to, um, because I, but I think is I know as soon as I see it running on a PS5, you're like, okay, time to replay the whole game. Time to re- And yep. I, I want to dive into some other things first, um, but uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is also up there for me. Um, also, I think I put like 46 combat, hours into it. The combat. So much fun. It's fantastic. I that um, makes I wish all JRPGs played like that. Yeah, it like took what Final Fantasy 15 had and perfected it. Oh yeah. Like um I've heard people say it's too easy, but up the difficulty. Yeah, have you not played like I played on you, hard. The hard is crazy. Yeah, I played on hard, and, like, it was difficult. It took some real challenge, and there's a few of the harder challenges that I actually haven't done yet because I said I was going to go back to it, and then I didn't because I, you know, sunk 46 hours into it in a couple weeks, and that usually burns me out. But it's a truly beautiful, wonderful game uh, that is in my top five of the year for sure. Um, I might have only even played five new games. I've played a lot of games from years past. And I, I hit my backlog a lot. But honestly, I think aside from Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and 2K, 
I have not played any other or squ- squadrons. I played squadrons, so I think squadrons, I literally yeah. played five games that came out this year that are brand new this year. Um, I played uh, Miles Morales as well. That's right. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. I know it's on PS4, but I'm waiting. I I want it to be my first experience of PS5. Yeah, it runs super well. Like playing it. Because there's two options. Well, now there's three options, actually. When the game first launched, you could play it either in 4K with ray tracing and at 30 FPS or 4K at 60 FPS with no ray tracing. And that's what I did. And it was incredible at 60 frames per second. Like, I can't imagine playing it at 30. Uh, But they did uh, recently update it so you can play with ray tracing and 60 frames per second. But it gets rid of some of the traffic. Mm. to um, balance it out i haven't bothered but it's not a very long game like i platinumed it and i only have 18 hours in it i might actually i was thinking like my first platinum might be that game or astrobot a biggest thing for me on platinuming games is always new game plus i i feel weird beating a game and then immediately replaying it but if it's small if it's short enough like miles morales and i've also heard it says if and I love the Spider-Man on PS4. I think it's a yeah. almost perfect game. Uh, I heard it's Spider-Man PS4 if you trim the fat. Uh, yeah, you can t- say that for sure. Plus, in New Game Plus for the uh, Platinum, you can do it on easy. And uh, you can beat it in like three hours. Yeah, th- that that's more of an incentive for me to Platinum. What, like Ghost of Tsushima, you don't have to play New Game Plus to Platinum it, right? No, that's an easy Platinum. I yeah. Platinumed it. Yeah, it's not hard at all. I might actually do because I'm loving the game. It's just cathartic to the combat. I think that's my new thing. It's I gotta have. I, got, I need to have good combat in my games. I don't oh, know yeah. why it took me until 2020 to realize that, but uh, I think that's why I love Ghost of Tsushima so much. Ghost of Tsushima is a fantastic, 100% amazing game. Um, that would be my game of the year for last year, um, just because. I think it's only because I already knew the story of Final Fantasy VII. So, like, even though they added a ton, uh, I still pretty much knew where it was going. There were some twists and turns, don't get me wrong. Um, But Ghost of Tsushima, I knew nothing about before going in. And it just blew me away. And it was beautiful on a base PS4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't have the PS4 Pro. And I'm, like, looking. And I have a great PC. I have not tested the limitations of this PC yet. But I have I looked at this game. I said this is literally the best looking game I've ever seen. Yeah, and game wise, I've seen better cutscenes. Like Final Fantasy VII has the best cutscenes ever yeah. I, I've ever seen. I have actually booted it up on PS5, and it looks just so gorgeous. But like, it, it's a wonderful game. Uh, if you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima and you have a PlayStation Four or PlayStation Five, get it. Also, uh, again, that's uh, definitely my game of the year. No spoilers, but uh, Kenji, I stand Kenji. Best, best girl is Kenji the sake brewer. Yeah, he is the best character. That is correct. Um, <laughs> also, I kind of didn't pay too much attention to the story, which isn't great. But that's because I was in Discord talking to people most of the time. But I still 100% enjoyed the game, and I platinumed it, so I obviously liked it. Because I'm not the type of person to platinum everything. Uh, even though I did say... I got two Platinums this year, I guess. Yeah, you've gotten two. And didn't you yeah. Platinum the first Spider-Man as well? Yes, I did Platinum that, as well as get all the trophies they added after that. So I did the New Game Plus trophy. But and you, you're, not 100... the, you're not the kind of person to Platinum things. 
I'm I have like four platinums total. <laughs> I have zero. Well, also, here are my platinums. Hold on, here's my platinum. Okay, okay. Infamous second son. Oh, because it wasn't that hard to platinum. Um, Spider Man, uh-huh. Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima. That's it. Why haven't you platinum Astrobot? Because I played it for ten. Okay, I played it for like thirty minutes, and it was like this is boring, and stopped playing. It only takes like six hours to platinum. Yeah, that's six more hours than I want to play. I'm gonna do it boring. just so I can finally. I think I don't. Well, also, don't. I'm so late the PlayStation. Uh, I didn't remember my login information for the PS3, so I didn't transfer that stuff. I didn't have the PS4 until like last year, so I because I hadn't played modern games all throughout college, that's besides true. like Smash Brothers. And Cody Cody called me out on it this year. So I, I've, I did. I've stepped up. I played five modern games. That's a lot <laughs> <laughs> for me. And just before we end this topic, uh, I have played Hades. Uh, I haven't gone through and actually beaten a full run yet. I've gotten close, um, but I do, still need to level up some. I also just kind of enjoy taking it a little slow sometimes. It's a really fun game. Um, I understand why people want it to be their game of the year. Because it is pretty much a perfect game. Where's there are very uh, little, if any, flaws in it. Where's our limited run uh, petition to get Hades on the PS Vita? There are literally tens of us waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> All <And> right. <laughs> Mandalorian well, Season yeah, 2. Yeah, it's time to move on. Mandalorian Season 2. That was the big media event of 2020 since nothing else could come out. I, I was good. Know, I had to say it. I had to say it. I'm going to say it. I'll, I'll say it. Say it. I liked it. And I know controversial opinion. <laughs> controversial opinion. I think Mandalorian is great. And you know what? Controversial opinion. I think Baby Yoda is still cute. Even though the Facebook moms have taken him from our sweet arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, that character in the show, great. Anything outside of it, get rid of it. Hey, I, I had a hot chocolate bomb of him, and he, he tasted amazing. That's a sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're not going to reinvent the wheel here. Everyone seems to enjoy season two, just as season one. I saw a few negative things from like one or two people, but it was mostly just nonsense. I have a Overall, hit- if, you ha- if you haven't watched The Mandalorian, um, either if you're not really that big of a Star Wars fan, or you just haven't gotten around to it, I highly suggest it. I would also suggest starting at Clone Wars and going from there. You'll appreciate Mandalorian ten times better. But regardless, Mandalorian is a wonderful show. Um, I second that Mandalorian. I mean, I had a few gripes here and there of a few things that happened in episodes, but they're not, like, mention-worthy. They're just like, I wouldn't have done that. But Yeah, like, what, they're what ob- it's obviously not perfect. Yeah, there is an episode of both seasons that I legitimately don't like. One episode of season one and one episode of season two. I could probably do a full podcast about it, but is besides it, that, I enjoy the show. Um, and you know, I mean, I still love uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He's oh a, yeah, he, he's a beautifully terrifying man, and I had watched uh, Breaking Bad with Emily before. Uh, before watching season two and uh she was like oh it's gus and i was like yeah <laughs> it's gus 
he, he makes he makes a bad a good bad fella. Oh yeah, I loved him in the movie Star Girl. He isn't Star Girl. He's the the <laughs> wise the wise uh, the wise old black man. The wise old Hispanic black man that That's every true. small town Arizona. I want to say it was Arizona. It is something. It's like probably that. Arizona. Oh, um, yeah. so Cody, I, I've been thinking this entire time of yeah. only one thing. What's that? How much I love the movie Back to the Future Two. Yeah, really? I really think our audience would love to hear your favorite scene for Back to the Future 2. You know, I also have been thinking about this the whole time. Uh, My favorite scene from Back to the Future 2, the hit film directed by Robert Zemeckis. um, (laughs) Produced by... I really like when... um, What's the, like, bully's name in 1985? Biff? No, not Biff. The other one. Oh, his son. The one who becomes no, 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 no. The one who becomes his boss. Are you sure it's not Biff? No, it's not Biff. It's the one who challenges to him to the race. That's like the whole plot of the second movie. I don't remember this. It's his name, like, it's something stupid. But the whole plot is like he calls him Chicken, and now apparently, whenever Marty gets called Chicken, he has to do something. And my favorite scene is at the end when the dude calls him chicken. He's like, I don't need to race you. I'm Marty McFly. Oh, my. Like that scene. I'm now looking up characters from Back to the Future 2. Back from the future. Back to the future. Oh, I'll, I'll look it up while you recount your favorite scene. Um, My favorite scene. Are you sure it's not Biff? It's got to be Biff. It's not Biff. Uh, What if it is? Is it Clint Eastwood? No. Back to the Future 3. Clint Eastwood, my favorite <laughs> joke. Is it Flea? That Flea? The Flea. bass player? Yeah. He's in the movie. Did you no, Flea's that? in the future, isn't he? Isn't yeah, he the dude who's that's, like, that's back to you the gotta two. have power! Back to the Future 2's in the future. Not all of it. Most of it. <laughs> um, Not all of it. My favorite scene in Back to the Future 2 is when they have jaws 4d and no lie like a few months later the fourth jaws movie came out of the theaters isn't it like jaw i think it's like jaws 22 i don't remember i think the joke is like it's jaws 22 i thought it was jaws 40 i don't i have not seen this movie since um it was the time where it was supposed to take place in real life i watched it on that day was that twenty? It is Flea. It's the character's name is Needles. Yeah, yeah. I told you because I remembered that Flea was in the movie. Because I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's Flea." My favorite bass player from a, Red Hot Chili Peppers from a chart topping band. Yep. Um, um. Yeah, that was a good topic. No, it was. Uh, I think it's time for our timely and mildly funny joke. All right, <laughs> All right here you, it is. You take it away. You, you got this one. Uh, so we were just talking about Back to the Future 2. Um, about a week back. this joke is about a week back. Um, and this joke is very both timely and mildly funny. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. So. You got it. I am a man. Well, this is a DeLorean. Oh, no. Am I now the Mandalorian? That was timely. 
but you went way beyond mildly, my friend. That was hilarious. <laughs> also, for our listeners at home, I held up a uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future 2. No, he held up That's a the only reason I wrote DeLorean. that topic. That's your Transformer DeLorean, isn't it? Because you don't yes. have just a regular DeLorean. But you look, fold. the wheels fold down. Oh and it's got the Mr. Uh, Fusion. It's got the Mr. Fusion. The Mr. Fusion. It's a great figure. Uh, His name so is Gigawatt. My favorite Mr. Coffee reference in an 80s film is actually from Spaceballs, where they have the, like, the Mr., like, v- VHS or VCR or whatever on a Dark Helmet ship. You know, Mel Gibson. He makes fun of the Irish. Mel Brooks. That's the one. Oh, Mel Gibson's <laughs> the bad man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I think now that we are almost an hour into the podcast. <laughs> where, are we, where are we at right now? We are uh, oh, 50 minutes in. 50 minutes in. We're actually like I think 45. it's now to finally start our first topic. Our first, <laughs> our real main topic of the episode. And huh. that's a game that I thought of. Well, at work the other day. What are we calling this? Um, there is a good name for this game, and we call it. Remember that time we made Disney Channel original movies? Well, we're going to do a similar thing, but using the titles of movies coming out this year that we don't know anything about except for their actors and the title. Colon. The game. Colon. Movies. Yes. We know them. That's better. That's a more <laughs> a succinct title. It's a lot better. Okay, let me, let me reintroduce it. This game is called wait, 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 wait. movies. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. Okay. Say this game is called and like you gotta you gotta be dramatic. Like give a little bit of break. Okay. Let them. This let game them is called. Okay. This game is called movies. We know them. And then we should play some sound effects that haven't aged well. Um, where'd you find this? <laughs> Was that good? That was good. I feel like I'm back at the golf course. <laughs> um, okay, so we have selected five feature-length films that are coming out in the year 2021. Oscar-worthy um, films. Yes, four of them, we are familiar with the franchises. And the fifth one isn't a franchise? We don't know? It potentially um, could be a so, new franchise. Uh, TJ, why don't you go ahead and take the first. Please tell us the plot of coming to... America. Well, the first coming to America with a T. No, the first one's just coming to America. The first coming to America um, has <laughs> Eddie Murphy says, you know what? I am actually a privileged black man in Africa. I want to go to America and see what life is like there. And he's like, wait a second. There's racism. But... This is for a white audience because it's Hollywood. So he actually mm-hmm. doesn't really talk about racism or police brutality or anything. He Instead, he has funny hijinks with characters that look like actors you might have seen somewhere else. Like that one guy that you think in your mind is Chris Farley from McDowell's. But no, it's a different fat white guy. And Samuel Jackson. Sounds good. So coming to America. Yes. Get this, Eddie Murphy. This is the distant future, way distant future. He plays mm-hmm. uh, a, a descendant of the original. I forgot what his name was. He, the prince. Um, Let's call Ur- him Ralph. Ur- Ralph is Earth right now is not habitable. Is that a word? 
habitable. Habitable. He's looking. He's looking for a new place to uh, to to find life and sustain human life. He has a ship. Um, he's been sent on this mission just with his son, and his son. I don't know. I'll come up with some random name for him. We'll call him Jaden for some reason. Um, Smith. Well, you know, Prince Ralph. He's the one that's supposed to go on this planet, right? He's supposed to be the one exploring. He's got the capabilities of doing everything. He's ready. He also has the cape. He also has the cape. But he's injured himself. And but they they want to get this mission done. And Jaden says, "Dad, I could do it. You just be my my eyes and ears. You tell me what to do. I will go down on the planet and help you this out." This is after Earth. <laughs> no, no, this is coming to America. <laughs> No, this is After Earth. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, nobody saw After Earth, so this is, this is brand new. <laughs> okay, well, that is the plot of Coming to America. I think it's time we move to our second film. This is Jumanji Level 1. You have this one. You got this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So, Jumanji Level 1 is a prequel to the original Jumanji now, first, let me go through the Jumanji franchise. Yes, please, There's the, the like 1980 Lord. something 90, movie, 94. I want to say Whatever. it's 94. It's got Kirsten Dunst in it. It does. It's all that matters. Um, so that was a movie, but mm. then there was a sequel to the book Jumanji called Zathura, the greatest movie now, of all time, starring Dak Shepard. Well, oh, hold on, we're getting there. Okay. This the book was a sequel to Jumanji. Then John Favreau made the movie Zathura, that is not a sequel to Jumanji officially, but it kind of is. But then you have Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, and then Jumanji: The Next Level. Now this is Jumanji Level One, a prequel to the original movie that I don't think is official. Is Jumanji: Next Level the one with the older gay couple played by like Danny DeVito is one of? I don't think they're a gay couple. I think they're just old men. I wanted them to be a gay couple. It's Danny DeVito and... Ooh, I'm going to say Danny Glover and hope that's right. You're racist, but it's fine. <laughs> I think it's Danny Glover. I saw one trailer that for that movie and Danny Glover is the only person I can see. I just remember all my students telling me how Jumanji The Next Level was their favorite movie of all time. Please tell me it's Danny Glover. Oh, um, Danny, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart. Let's see. He's not top billing. It is not Danny Glover. Is it someone similar? Is it Lawrence Fishburne? Oh, what do you mean by someone similar? (laughs) In caliber of acting. Is it... Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it's not Samuel. Wait, I can't tell. Actually, I need to go to the eye. Ving Rhames. Um. Uh. Hey, you know what? Ving okay. Rhames. It is Danny Glover. He just isn't. Yes. He just isn't yes! on the Google search. He's an IMDb. So you're fine. Oh, I knew it. Wow. Um. But this one, Jumanji Level One. I'm mm. gonna. This is the plot. I'm not gonna assume. I know it. Um. So. Remember the, like, safari man from Jumanji? Yeah, really funny. Okay, so he is on a safari in Africa, the one and who, he sees... The one who looks like um, Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah, he play, he's, been, he's played by an actor. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, so it's him as a young man, 
in Africa, and he looks at the ground, there's been a recent meteor. Right, right, right. Right? And inside of it is Jumanji, right? Uh, the and he's board like, game. Like the board game fully intact with everything. Well, here's the thing. It starts off as an object that you can't place, but it takes the form of something you're familiar with. So mm. it's an anamorph situation. This actually sounds like this is the plot of the movie. This actually sounds very right? believable to the plot. Right. Of the movie. So when he touches the object, it sort of morphs into the board game because he his like hobby is playing like board games back in America or England because he's they in, have board games English. back then. I thought they just played cards and, and beat their wives. I'm gonna say they in this universe they had board games, um, and he's like. Oh, ho, ho, look at this. That's what he sounds like. Why does he have a German accent? I thought he was from America. I don't. I, listen, my accents are very bad. That's why. Um, so he gets trapped inside Jumanji, and he goes, the whole movie's in Jumanji, until they cut to him getting released in the movie Jumanji, and they just reuse old footage, and then the... The movie ends, and hear me out. There's a cameo by Dak Shepard. Gotta be. From Zathura. As his own character. As his character from Zathura, grown-up Josh Hutcherson. The astronaut. That's the plot of the movie. It I actually circles back. That it was jo- jo- first off, I forgot it was Josh Hutcherson. Secondly, yep. I forgot that in canon, Dak Shepard is what Josh Hutcherson becomes, and not PETA. From the Hunger Games. And yeah, they also, really didn't think Josh Hutcherson was going to grow up very well. Also in canon, that uh, PETA becomes random guy who gets killed in the Pink Panther reboot, starring Steve Martin. And also his sister, played by Bella from Twilight, forgot her name. Kristen Stewart. Oh, played by a girl from that one movie where she climbs things. Uh, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, and she is in love with her brother as an old man. And we we yes. let that go. We said Johnny Johnny Fav, thank you for giving us a Thor. We gave him Look, a pass. It's a great film, um, but I think we need to move on to our next movie on the list, and this is for you. Yes, uh, this is Tom and Jerry. So Tom and Jerry is is starring Ken Jong in a mental hospital. <laughs> um, <laughs> He uh, he speaks English because Ken Jeong speaks English, but he is currently, unfortunately, stuck in Nigeria. And you say, hold up, TJ, you know, over one third of the population in Nigeria speaks English. Well, he happens to be in a place in Nigeria where they don't speak English. Uh, okay. So that, that, it still works. Um, he happens to be in the first Nigerian insane asylum because all they hear is this Ken Jeong person talk about tom and jerry and how he needs to get out of here so he can record his lines for the new tom and jerry movie okay the people there say first off we don't speak english they say this to ken jong and they also say but why would there ever be a movie about some random people named tom and jerry i had never even met a man named jerry once in my life i'm pretty sure that's made up in hollywood why would this be a fake thing nice try okay ken jong so Kid Jung realizes he needs to get out of there. He knows that there's only one last chance to escape. Luckily, his son and daughter have met up with their uncle in a hideout. 
and the uncle from another series that we're not going to say that they're canning and that they're together, but they are. The uncle says, no, no, I'm not dealing with this. I've been out of the game for so long. Uh, you're on your own, kids. But at that time, the thumbs show up. And it's time to go. Get the jackpack. It's Spy Kids. It's Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah, it's Spy Kids, but Ken Jeong uh, plays uh, Zoro and Puss in Boots. What's that guy's name? Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. He's, but he's also he's a single dad this time. Oh, what happened to Carla Gugino? Um, well, you know, he was a doctor. And he had to donate her brain to science. And it was a sacrifice he was willing to make. But then he's like, I'm a single dad. I'm a doctor. I'm also an actor. And I need to get back to Hollywood for the Tom and Jerry film. My only hope are my two kids working with Machete. Fair enough. There you go. I think that is probably going to be the plot of Tom and Jerry. All right. We... We're originally going to do five, but I think we're running over on time. So I think I'm just going to do the last one and then say, well, do the next one and save the last one for another episode. Because I do think that the title of the last one has so much promise, but I really want to like sit down and write that one out. You um, should for we'll, we'll end episode. the episode by saying the title, the tantalizing, yes. the comeback. Yes. And, um, and we'll title our now, next age cast that title. Yes. So, the last film that I'm going to tell you the plot of is Spider-Man Homeowners Association. Um, as you know, the current trilogy is the Home Trilogy. We that had um, Homecoming, Far From Good, I mean Far From Home. It was a good and movie. You're the only person I think it's I've bad. ever heard. It's a really bad the, movie. It, it's a good movie. It's good. It's Please good. defend the bus scene where he shoots a drone down in front of everyone. Um, okay. And it looks terrible. Here's my defense. Go for it. You know, that Tom Holland kid. What a character. <laughs> what a card. <laughs> what a card. What a card. Uh, but okay, here we go. Spider-Man Homeowners Association. So, um, Spider-Man returns to New York, finally. Finally. Um, and he's talking to his Aunt May. And she goes, hey, Peter! I'm Marissa Tomei. I'm Marissa Tomei. <laughs> My Marissa Tomei impression is really good. Really good. That's exactly how she sounds. And and he says, "Well, you know, I'm Spider-Man and you know, I just the I just I just don't feel very fantastic for." She goes, "I don't get it." <laughs> um so that's just the opening scene of the movie. Um but then a Doctor Strange portal opens up. And Doctor Strange comes through and he says, Hey, Peter. Hey, I I'm, need your help on a secret mission. I'm a British man <laughs> doing an American accent. Just like My you. American accent is very good. I'm a teacher. <laughs> um, and Peter's like, But I have an algebra test. Ha, 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 ha. He's like, This is more important than algebra. So he takes them through the portal, and then you hear um, the classic from Raimi Spider-Man films, and you look up, and the camera pans up to a theater, and it says, um, uh, "What's a what's a good play? Um, a good one. Oh, like Cats. Cats <laughs> starring Mary Jane Watson." 
Which cat is she? Yeah. Okay. Then uh, here's your here's your test. Can you name me? She's a Gris- cat? She's Grizabella. Ah, uh, you should have made her uh, Rumple Teaser. No, she could not pull off Rumple Teaser. She's such a Rumple Tease. Am I right? And definitely not Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> no, she's a total Grizabella. But um, we see that, and we're like, oh, is this is this happening? Wait, wait, but wait, then, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, I gotta stop you real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this before, after, or during the Jason Alexander cameo? Um, Jason Alexander <laughs> is in the movie, okay. but we'll get there. Trust okay, me. Okay, we will get, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, we see that, but we don't get any more hints at another Spider-Man yet. That's just an Easter egg for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in the alternate universe, uh, New York City. Right, right. Um, and Strange is like, there's somewhere we need to go. So they had to. They have to head south, and they meet up with the Iron Man of that universe, the Tony Stark of that universe. Right, right, right. And you hear, and like Peter's like, ah, you were dead or whatever. You were dead or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm Tom and Holland. <laughs> I'm Tom Holland, and you were dead or whatever. And then it's like a diet Carl Iron Weezer. Man is like. <laughs> Iron Man's like I, I think I got my secretary pregnant Except I can't So she must be lying What do I do? Do I keep the kid? Is this in the chef He's universe? Like, and Robert Downey Jr. Ooh, do, 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 don't Don't do, 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 do. Okay, do, do, do. okay 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 And then And then this universe's Happy Hogan comes in Wearing booties He's like I need a food truck <laughs> So then Happy Hogan and Tom Holland go on a road trip across the country. And as soon as they get, finally, they make it to Arizona. They're the food capital of the world. They get some hot links from the number one Arizonian hot link dealer played by Jason Alexander. And, um, now the film Flagstaff, ends. Flagstaff, Arizona, home of Flagstaff, Ted Arizona, Danson. yeah. The film ends back in New York. You're like, oh, this is going to be it. But um, actually, all that happens is um, Gwen Stacy, played by Gwen Stefani, shows up and goes, ain't that a hollaback girl? Stares directly into the camera as the credits start to roll. That's the plot of Spider-Man Homeowners Association. Camera pulls back. Points yeah. to you. There's a camera in every movie theater, by the way. Points to yes. you. You are now at a Zoom call with Jason Alexander. He doesn't <laughs> say anything. He looks at you for a bit. Silently, seven minutes and 15 seconds in, he stands. One clap. And he says, I clapped. Cut feed. And that is that is the <laughs> plot. Um, personally, I don't think it's going to be very good. Um, Tom Holland... Really needs to work on that American accent of his, you know? Better than Andrew Garfield. He just sounds like he this. He said, Marissa told me, I mean, aunt me. <laughs> he, I can't believe they kept it in every hey, film. Hey, Marissa told me, my aunt may. Yes, Peter? <laughs> okay, no, okay. That was a different accent. That time you were channeling something from, like, The Help, which I <laughs> watched The Help recently. Yes, Peter? <laughs> Have you seen The Help recently? No. With a new perspective, it is a horrible film that is like 
very toad death. It's a very toad. Isn't death, Bryce Dallas Howard in that? Yes. Good. Good for her. <laughs> Glad she's getting work in 2006. Was it 06? No, it was, I don't know. It was like was 11. it before or after her best role as Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man Three, the first Spider-Man Three, not the third uh, Spider-Man Three coming out. It's not the third Spider-Man Three. It's the second Spider-Man Three because there was no second Spider-Man Three. That's what they want us to think. All right. Um, so this has been a wild tumbleweed of an episode. That started off very strange and is ending very 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 normal, um, and oh oh what would you look? What? Is that Tom Holland? Is, is Tom Holland? Look coming? at that! Oh hey, it's a- oh it's me, Tom Holland. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I'm from I'm from the land of Ingles. Okay. I didn't like your impression of me. You made me sound like Gollum. Gollum, a lot like my favorite director, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. This was, this is important. This is a quick impression of Andy Serkis on the set of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'm doing a bit of my okay, SNL okay, audition okay, right here. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? And scene. Okay, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Wow, Andy Serkis sounds a lot like Tom Holland. That's crazy. I can't believe Tom Hardy, I want you to be like Weir Venom and Woody Harrelson. You're Carnage. Wait, Woody Harrelson's playing Carnage? Yeah, he was. He had a cameo in the last movie where he showed up as... Um, Oh, what's Carnage's name? Uh, I wanted to say Cassius Clay, but that's Muhammad yeah, Ali. That's Muhammad um, Ali. No, we'll say Cassius Clay. Uh, he's he's in prison because he's a murderer. That's the plot of what Carnage is. He literally is in a bad red wig, looks at the camera and goes, there's going to be some Carnage. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what happened. I didn't watch also, my, Venom. My Woody Harrelson impression is also incredible. Hi, I'm Woody Harrelson. I was in the Hunger Games. You might remember me from uh, Now You See Me Too. (laughs) You might remember me from Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, my. Zombieland. (laughs) What a a film. Uh, It's me, Tom Holland. (laughs) I really like the Double Tap. Hey, Tom Holland. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Also, Tom Holland. I think Jason Alexander's at the door. Here he comes. Let's hear him. Hey, I'm Jason Alexander. I've been Jason Alexander this whole time. It's me. Well, I I think it's time to uh, wrap this up. What do you think? No, well, I don't know. I've, this is my first time being here. I uh, well, oh well. Here's how we do it. I'll say my name. Okay. You say your name. All right. And we both say thanks for listening through the ages. Okay. 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 I've been Tom Holland. And I'm I'm Jason from TV Seinfeld. Jason Alexander. You might remember me from my cameo on episode three of Larry David's show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Anyways, this has been me, Jason Alexander, from your favorite film, Ghostbusters. Uh, no, not Ghostbusters. Thanks Casper. for listening. Through the, the ages. ages.
Oh, hey, we said we were going to say the uh, title. Of, of what? Of what? <laughs> of the movie we cut out. We said we were going to say the oh, title. Oh, God. Uh, uh, this is... That. Or the title is this is the after credit scene after credit scene well i'll put this at the end after you know, the title is the unbearable weight of massive talent <laughs> have a good one have a good